Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Life's so full on, I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. It's 17 minutes away from 8am this morning. Some awesome texts on the promotion relegation saga, we'll call it. Give us a call on the Kennard Tire phone line, 0800 150 We'd love to talk this through because there's so many differing opinions. But before we get to that, it would be remiss of us not to touch on our all-whites today, is he? Because, well, they've done it. They went on tour and they've knocked off two wins. Sorry. The All-Whites have snapped out a 1-0 win this morning away from home against Bahrain with a Nico Kerr and winner in the 88th minute. It might not have been the most clinical performance, but you could, could see how much it meant to Danny Hay to come out on top. David Choate is a former All-White football commentator and a great supporter of the beautiful game in Aotearoa. He's watched the All-Whites this morning. He joins us to break it on down. Good morning, David. Yeah, morning, boys. You guys are used to these early starts, but but rough for me up in the dark <laughs> watching the All-Whites, but getting the result late on through uh, Nico Kerwin, a name more famous than the Oval Ball Code, but he's making a name for himself playing his football. And if he got the winner in the 88th minute, well worth the watch. Yeah, mate, it was. It was. We were watching. We had one eye on the TV and one eye trying to do this radio show. Hopefully we did a right job. But, mate, what's your initial reaction to the whole performance as a whole? Yeah, it was good. First half, I thought they were really good. Um, it's hot in Bahrain. Uh, they managed the heat well. Mm. The second half sort of came to a bit of a stuttering sort of stop in the end. It was uh, both teams running out of gas when Kerwin stepped up and nodded home the winner. But uh, they'd have to be happy with the performance. They dominated possession against the Bahraini side that's playing at home, used to those conditions. I think Danny Hay will be more than happy with uh, two games, two wins away from home. Hey, Chote, it's it's always kind of it's a bit of a novelty to watch the Whites play these days, which isn't something you don't want to be saying, is it? Um, but overall, do you think they got better the longer they were on the field with that cohesion from that point of view? Yeah, they were. They were better, they were better after the first game. I thought they uh, sort of managed the, the game a, a whole lot better. They uh, had the bulk of position. They didn't create too many chances, but I, I don't think that's the biggest problem for them right now. Just getting on the park is has been their biggest problem. Remember, they pulled the side together without any of their New Zealand or Australian-based players, so it's sort of a, a younger-looking all-white squad made up of people who are making their, way, making their way in football across Europe and I think the States and I think South Africa, I think is where I saw all the teams coming from, so all the players coming from. So, you know, they got better as the game progressed. Uh, they got better over the two games and uh, I think a few players have put their hand up uh, and said, uh, pick me for the next games. I think they've got game in November, and then they've got World Cup qualifiers in March. Yeah, so last time we played Bahrain, I think, or the biggest game I think I've noticed we played Bahrain was 2009 and that fa- famous header by Rory Fallon at the Westpac Stadium, and he spoke on the SENZ Drive Show yesterday. He spoke about the current all-white squad. It, the average age is 22 years of, of age, and... Uh, can you see this current squad that is very young and very, very inexperienced? Can you see them progressing into a great uh, footballing side? 
their thing about them, I think, is the, the age of them. They're, they're young mm. and they're talented. They're playing a decent brand of football. And you're right, it was 12 years ago. I, I call that match vividly. Uh, it was a fantastic yeah. uh, night out in Wellington. Um, it is just uh, pretty exciting if you're a football fan to look at that side and think, yeah, average age 22. Um, young players who are getting their sort of first and second contract across uh, across the globe. Some of them will come on to be, uh, I think, bigger players at bigger clubs. I think Joe Bell has a huge future in front of him. He looks a really good find. And there'll be others as well. Libby Kikachi. Um, these guys are just young men who are forming themselves up into decent footballers. So the future is bright, I think, for uh, all whites football. Cody, how valuable is it for those guys that are trying to have a career in Europe, ideally, or away overseas, a successful career? How valuable is it for them to spend time with Chris Wood? Like, you would have played around some pretty inspirational leaders before, but the way he makes himself available and is there as a kind of a shoulder and a mentor for these younger guys, how valuable is that? Yeah, massive. Um, Chris Wood is, is a champion bloke, isn't he? He turns out every time he's asked to for the All Whites, it's going to be a challenge coming up. I think those World Cup qualifiers may not be an international window, and that's going to be interesting, uh, given his Burnley side may not even release him. So there might be a story brewing there for Chris Wood. But every time he's been asked, he steps up. He wears the captain's armband. He, he leads, by example, um, just the ultimate pro, a boy out of the Waikato uh, Built like a, 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 a rugby player, really. He's so strong. Um, he's a, he's not only strong of uh, sort of physical stature. He's strong of mind. He's very very sound. Uh, a great professional and a great guy for the uh, the younger players to learn from for sure. Where do, where do they need to get better if they have a chance to qualify for another World Cup? Do you reckon, David? Um, after that well, they, performance. Yeah, well, they go up against the Pacific Island group, the Oceania group. They should come out of that. They'd be favoured to do so. Um, they're the best side in this part of the world. Then they get into that intercontinental playoff, which is a bit of a lottery. Not sure who that will be against just yet. They probably have to think about goal-scoring chances. Uh, today, they left it so late to get their winner. Um, but I think he'll be pretty happy, Danny, hey? because defensively, they look sound. And they played a number of formations. They sort of went to three at the back, five at the back, with the wingbacks late in the game. Um, they looked comfortable. Uh, I think the midfield is going to be interesting as to who they select. And then I think Joe Belfort has handed up really strong to be the sort of the fulcrum in midfield. But you've got the likes of Sarpreet Singh and then even Ryan Thomas coming back, who wasn't available this time around. I think their biggest challenge is getting their best 11 on the park, establishing a run of games just to get themselves into some decent nick. But again, it all comes down to scoring goals because to get to the World Cup, they're going to have to win some football. Hey, Charity, how excited are you for the A-League? Side note, it's um, not far away now. Yeah, it's just the most confusing time in terms of what's going on. Uh, it looks <laughs> like the uh, the Phoenix. I went down and watched them have a pre-season hit out uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, they've got some of their players still stuck across the ditch. Uh, they'll go there and face themselves in Australia at least till Christmas, and who knows after that. It's uh, it's a fascinating time. I'm looking forward to it because uh, being a football tragic, any time New Zealand players are playing anywhere in the world, I like to watch them. So looking forward to the A-League kicking off, uh, and we'll see how it travels in terms of COVID-19 and where they get to play. I'm so hopeful they get to play back at uh, West Ax Stadium because I think the players really miss their home advantage. And, uh, of course, Dan McCarty, Saturday session. He's going to lead our coverage of the A-League here at SCNZ. 
Um, we're looking forward to bringing that to all the, the football fans in New Zealand. We can't wait to have the, the Wellington Phoenix back in action and then be able to bring you the games here on SCNZ. It's a great time to be a football fan, David. Thanks so much for your time this morning, mate, and we'll catch up again real soon, eh? Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Alice. There you go. David Choke, a great footballing man. He loves the game. And, gee, he has had some famous lines and commentary throughout the year. Piney, I need a lie down. Um, he's just been sensational. He would have had a lie down this morning when he's watching the game because that was, but that's because it was an early start. Anyway, there's a backlog of texts here, Izzy, about the promotion relegation. It's really caught on. So we have to get through this and we want to hear from you. 0800 150 Where do you stand and who do you support? Don't just have an opinion then not tell us where you're from in the country because that's probably quite poignant in this discussion. It's nine minutes away from eight. Back soon on Baz and Izzy for breakfast.